Thank you for downloading this podcast by Sheikh Ridwan Ibn Salim. For more podcasts, videos and articles, go to civilizations.org.uk. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the latest book review. Uh, I've just finished uh, listening to a book by John Bolton uh, called The Room Where It Happened. John Bolton, you may know, is a, a high up uh, member of the... He was a... Working uh, with Donald Trump, he was uh, the national security advisor to Donald Trump, which is generally considered to be one of the closest people to the president in terms of advisors. The national security advisor, NSA for short, is, um, you could say, one of the top uh, security advisors, uh, especially in terms of international security. Um He's in charge of the National Security Council and um, along with the Secretary of State um, he's one of the two uh, most uh, powerful men in terms of international affairs after the President. So John Bolton was uh, picked by Donald Trump um, to be the National Security Advisor. He uh, was in the job for, I think, about one and a half years or so uh, before he resigned. Um, he wrote this book after resigning, obviously, uh, called The Room Where It Happened. Um, so, yeah, obviously a very interesting book. Um, we all uh, obviously talk a lot about Donald Trump. Um, but to have uh, an account from someone who was literally inside the room where most of these major decisions happen, especially those relating to foreign policy, um, was uh, obviously of uh, quite a lot of interest. Um, you do get the impression that he's being quite honest about what happened. Of course, we don't know for sure. But uh, the impression you get from uh, his style and, and the sort of content of the book um, you, you feel that he's been quite candid and straightforward. Uh, John Bolton, in, in case you don't know, is one of considered one of the very uh, sort of right-wing hardliner, what they call hawks uh, in American foreign policy. He's considered one of the extreme of, of, of the extreme. And um, you know, so when he when he actually got uh, the position as national security advisor. Um, many people around the world were probably quite concerned, you know, that this is going to mark a sort of even even more militant uh, United States of America in the international stage. He's a sort of person who, you know, just uh, is is very much um, believes in looking after American uh, priorities, American. Um, American interests around the world and is uh, uh, as I said a very very much a hardliner um, he was also a presenter on uh, Fox News uh, which <laughs> may have had something to do with uh, Donald Trump um, hiring him uh, so yeah it's, a, it's an interesting book it's pretty much a chronological account um, of uh, his time as National Security Advisor to Donald Trump. Um, chronological, but he then divides it into different, uh, different uh, you could say, different areas or issues. 
so he'll deal with China, uh, Trump's relationship with uh, North Korea, Trump's relationship with Iran, and so he divides into different areas, and then uh, within those areas, it's a sort of a chronological, almost a day-to-day, week-to-week account of uh, his meetings with Donald Trump and so on. Uh, so very interesting uh, book. Um, it was obviously it did go through the um, censoring uh, process of the because you know obviously they had to make sure there was nothing uh, either classified information or so on and so it went through that process but it still it contains a lot of interesting things um, especially about the sort of character and the way that uh, Donald Trump is going about his foreign policy. You know, what what sort of things stand out from the book, I would say, it sort of um, confirms the sort of image you have of Donald Trump in your mind is in many ways confirmed from reading the book. He, he does seem to be uh, the sort of person you think he is. Um, very much um, just uh, making things up as he goes along. Um, very unconventional. One of the things you sort of realize from the book is that he, you know, because um, sometimes you're not sure, you know, as Muslims or generally people who are uh, watching uh, American uh, government, you know, there's a sort of uh, that Donald Trump is a sort of outsider, outside of the sort of political establishment. Uh, but then sometimes you think, is that really true? You know, he's a billionaire, he's a businessman, he's amongst uh, the elites, is he really an outsider? But I think reading this book, or listening to this book, you would come to the conclusion that he is, he is, you know, he is in fact an outsider of the sort of uh, political class or the political elites. Um, So even the advisors around him see him you know, the way he's operating is very unorthodox and um, not really, you know, you can see that even people like John Bolton are sort of professional politicians, professional uh, civil servants, uh, you could say. So they, they, they have a way of working, you know, they have a way of uh, protocols and procedures and a way of uh, that they've been trained to work in government. And Donald Trump uh, has, seems to be an outsider in that he's come in and he's sort of disrupting all of that. So that that seems like it's probably is true. Um, you also um, one of the things I I guess I I came out of it was that Trump he seems to know a bit more than you would expect him to know. Um, he's not the complete sort of uh, completely uninformed. Uh, type of uh, idiot that you might get the impression. Uh, so yeah, he. I mean, he he does know a, you know a bit about what's going on. He he does. He is able to ask questions. He is he is uh, informed to some extent. But there's also a lot of funny things, you know, of uh, sometimes how silly he is as well. So for example, you know, he keeps thinking that. Um, he keeps confusing the Afghan president, you know, the current Afghan president. He keeps confusing him with Karzai, the previous Afghan president. <laughs> and um, 
he he looks like Donald Trump. You know, he, as you may expect, he's very obsessed about personal relationships, and uh, he's very egotistical. Obviously, that, that that I think everyone knows that anyway. But you know, he he keeps saying, you know, everyone's dying to talk to him. He thinks everyone's dying to talk to him. Uh, you know, this is why he want he you know he wants to have that meeting with Kim Jong Un uh, of North Korea. Uh, this is something very much coming from Trump himself. You know, I need to talk to him. And uh, at one point, you know, he's saying the Iranians are dying to talk to me. Uh, the Iranians are actually refusing to talk to him when uh, they try to arrange the meeting. But he, you know, he really thinks that he just needs to meet people and then he can do the deal. He's, he thinks he's really good at getting the deal done. And uh, so it's quite funny at times. Um, there's, a, there's one point where um, they're dealing with the issue of Taliban in Afghanistan. And, you know, Trump is saying, we've got to get our boys out of there. You know, we've got to get the soldiers out of there. So he's, he's always saying about everything, we need to get them out. And the people around him, like John Bolton, are trying to manage the situation. They're basically trying to uh, explain to him, look, we can't just suddenly pull all the troops out of these countries and everything. But... Uh, at one point, you know, they're talking about Afghanistan and the Taliban and uh, Donald Trump says, I need to meet these guys, you know, I need to talk to these guys. Uh, I was quite surprised, actually. Uh, he also says, you know, um, we invaded their country, you know, we took their country. And, and obviously John Bolton is, uh, is flabbergasted and like, how could we, uh, an American president, even dream of talking to these guys? Um but someone, someone's obviously put it into Donald Trump's head that, you know, we invaded their country. You, you, you'd expect them to fight back, you know. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so overall, it is, it is quite, uh, quite an interesting read. Quite funny at times, you know, about his interactions with uh, different world leaders and how he, you know, he seems to just uh, sort of have these these sort of repetitive uh, tirades or repetitive things that he goes into uh, whenever he gets a chance he's talking about how uh, the Europeans are not paying for NATO the Europeans are not pulling their weight whenever the topic of Germany comes up he's always talking about how they're only paying 1% of their GDP towards NATO they should be paying 2% uh, and things like that so um, yeah, uh, very interesting read um gives you a little bit of an insight of uh, how uh, things are operating within uh, the White House at the moment with Donald Trump and the people around him. Um, so thank you for listening. Jazakumullah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more content like this, go to civilizations.org.uk.